0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Outside Perspective. I am your host, Adam Meredith, a.k.a. your favorite light-skinned celebrity's generic version. I have an amazing conversation for you today, but before we get to it, guys, I just want to ask you to do me a favor. If you could, if you're getting value out of the conversations that, were, you know, that are coming your way, if you're thinking about something differently, if you're gaining some perspective, if you're laughing, if you're crying, whatever the case may be, if you do gain some value, just do me a favor and just share this episode. Share it on your social. Tell a friend. Go to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating and review. All of these things will help. Also, subscribe. You may be listening, but you might not be subscribed. So just help us grow this thing. Help others find the show and uh, help us keep this train rolling. I can't do this without you, and I cannot thank you guys enough, um, especially on the reviews. Guys, listen. That is free, and it only takes a minute, and it means the world to me. So help the show grow, share it with a friend, and uh, and I will be forever indebted to you guys. So I have an amazing guest for you today. I am sitting down with David Evans. David is a professional MMA fighter. He um, is, man, he's up and coming on the scene, and uh, I'm super, super excited to see where he goes. He's just an all-around Cool ass human, very cerebral, very well spoken, just a all around good dude. And um, I connected with uh, with David through uh, my buddy Stu Stu Beef, who owns Output Performance. And I've actually had Stu on the podcast a couple of times, so go back to some of the previous episodes and, and look up Stu Beef. Just an all around awesome human being i'm very happy to have connected with him and i can't thank him enough for connecting me with david this was this was a very fun conversation and uh and i I look forward to seeing where david goes in the future so without any further ado i'm going to quit my rambling let's get to the conversation let's gain some perspective with david evans Yo, synced. Now we're doing the damn thing, David. Alrighty. Do you go by Dave or
1: David? You know what? Uh, usually David, but I don't really have a preference, so it's
0: really just kind of whatever you feel like calling me. Just whatever people do call I don't, yeah, I don't call have you. a preference to get. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. I totally get it. I, my name's, like, it's so simple. It's, there's no, like, alternative yeah, you to can't, it. Yeah, you can't shorten it up. It is what it is. You know always fucked me up. I've always wondered why, like, Williams become Bob's. Or Bill's rather <laughs> and Robbers become Com- Bob's. Yeah. How like the hell does the, that happen?
1: The weirdest thing ever. I don't know. Um, maybe that's something that we can research a little later, but Bright, yeah. definitely something I've thought about at least a few
0: times. Super random yeah, yeah. super random yeah. right. I had a kid I went to high school with, his name is Richard, and that becomes Dick. Dick. How yeah, the it fuck is does does like that how happen? does that even make sense? Like I don't know. That's the silliest shit. Someone
1: that's, somewhere one day came up with the
0: idea, like, you know what, Richard? I'm gonna just call you Dick. Yeah, no, probably cuz he was a dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like super self-conscious about people's names. Yeah. Like <laughs> for the longest time I wouldn't tell I wouldn't call anybody by their name cuz I didn't want to say it wrong. Okay, okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah like it, you
1: don't want to you don't want to be that guy. Yeah, like, yeah. And then you have people sometimes so like Tyrone. Yeah. People be like Tyrone Tyron or Tyron. But then You don't want to be that guy to like correct them. You're like, "Dang, do you get you mess my name up." But then you just go with the flow. You have yeah. people that are like that, but then you also have people that be like bro. Like it's such and such. Then it's just
0: awkward. Yeah. Like you you feel bad immediately when they correct you. (laughs) Ah, shit. But dude, on the same note, if they don't correct you, you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, there's a guy at the gym. His name is, is Jake. And um, so we were talking about, like, coaching a little bit before this. Um, My kids have been in jiu-jitsu for probably maybe four years in December. So Mm. I've been helping with kids' class, like, all of this time. Yeah. And we had a guy, he put his son in jiu-jitsu, and then he started help coaching, and then, like, he's been doing jiu-jitsu for the past two years or so now. The whole first year, I was calling him, I think, Brett. I was so adamant someone's like no dude his name's Jake I'm like no, no 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 it's Brett I'm like hey Brett and he answered he answered to it he didn't correct me he didn't correct me for probably six months to a year it was the craziest shit I'm just like I mean, for him, he's probably just like,
1: "Hey, like I'm getting all of this knowledge. You call me whatever the hell you want." Bro, as long I was as I, so, get I was so confident. I was so
0: confident the wrong day. But yeah. so,
1: how when you finally got it, correct it? What what was his viewpoint of you calling him Brett? We
0: never talked about. We it. never talked about. <laughs> just one time, I called him Brett, and then he was like, "Hey, it's Jake." I was okay. like, "Oh, okay, right. my bad." <laughs> and Keep I turned move move to my ahead. other friend who's also named Jake. I was, I was like, "Oh, you're right. You're right. My bad." But it is dude. what the fuck it is, bro. It is what it is, yeah. dude. So I'm glad we we're able to do this, man. Um, we we're talking about Stu, and he was mm. like, dude, "I really want to connect you with David." And then I've kind of been, you know, I've seen you across the MMA scene here mm. and there. Um, I do photography for Shamrock. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All so right. if you ever pay again, like when you had your pro debut, you, obviously you were in the zone and shit. Yeah. But like I'm. It's, I only do it with my phone because they want it on their social and it's just faster like, to take good pictures on like dude, the, these camera phones the phones yeah, on the cameras yeah. are so amazing easily accessible too yeah easily. dude so I'll take the pictures and then I'll shoot them over to their social media coordinator and he'll post them to their Instagram and stuff like that okay all right. so I'm in and out of there but um yeah I mean I remember watching your, your pro debut and uh there was definitely a lot of clout like around you that day like everybody was expecting some really? big things out of you dude really
1: I mean to be honest I don't know if it's just like I'm, I'm so dialed in and focused I mean yeah. I, I didn't really outside of like taking care of like my immediate people like hey I want to come see you fight yeah like I, I wouldn't really know that because like as an amateur up until that point, like I, I fought internationally or right. fought nationally all over the place. So like I guess I wouldn't wouldn't have anticipated that people would be anticipating seeing me fight at home like that. But it was it was definitely from what I could remember,
0: it was it was it was a great night for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you had a good show Now are you from here? Yeah,
1: so I was I was actually born in Virginia Beach okay. and then uh moved here when I was like two. So uh, okay. I've I've been in St. Louis since I'm two, so so I'm from St. Louis. Ah, uh, okay. Because I'm, I'm so
0: St. Louis, as they say. <laughs> I can dig it. I can dig it. I was creeping yeah. on your Facebook and it said Virginia Beach. I was like, oh, yeah, that's, okay.
1: that's where I was born. You know, I, I keep a little attachment there, but I don't have any family there. Or anything uh, like okay. That, so pretty much my route to here in St. Louis.
0: Oh, right on, dude. Right on, man. So, growing up, were you were you always like an athletic guy or like where did your athletic journey begin?
1: So, I started like growing up clearly like every other kid, you know, baseball, yeah. little league, little league football, you know, all that stuff. When I got to about 12 years old. So, it's kind of a story. I actually started wrestling at 12. Okay. Um and it was actually a punishment. Really? Yeah, because I was a huge WWE fan. Oh, good old days! I I knew it was fake and everything like that, or choreographed, as we should say, you know, to be respectful. Right. But um, like I just loved it. That's what I wanted to do (laughs) with (laughs) my career. I wanted to be a professional wrestler. Um, I would. Walk around the house wrestling my cousins all the time. Yeah, and my, bro. My stepdad, who uh, who raised me ever since I was like six months old, would always say, "You know, you need to you need to stop wrestling with your cousins. You're gonna hurt somebody. <laughs> like kids die doing this stuff. You yeah. know, like and, and it's true. It's you true. Know, it was happening. And, um, just, you know, I just kept doing it, and yeah. then um, his cousin wrestled at oklahoma university was like an ncaa d1 all-american and And his son was like a little league state champion he's like i'm gonna i'm gonna introduce you to my my cousin's son and you're gonna go up and you're gonna learn what it what it is to wrestle for real real wrestling and uh (laughs) so he took me to a wrestling facility in north county uh, I practiced for a week, had my first tournament, ended up taking like second. Okay, I did I did very well. And yeah. Then, like my first year wrestling at twelve, I was in the state finals. Like, nice. So it just turned out to be like I was a natural at it. Yeah, like a fish to water. And then yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. and Like I never looked back from yeah. that. Yeah. You know, so it was just wrestling, and then that summer I picked up boxing, and I have been doing both pretty much. So you're like since.
0: twelve years old. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so. okay. That's, I can I can definitely understand like that progression. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like whenever I was a little kid, I definitely, I definitely liked wrestling. And um, I probably when I hit middle school, I, I definitely wasn't watching it. But I can remember, dude, like hanging out with my friends, and we were always trying to fucking wrestle with each other. We probably yeah. fucked each other up here yeah, and there doing sure. that, dude. We like be on the trampoline wrestling.
1: Oh Ooh. yeah, choreographing matches oh. and outcomes. Belt, go buy the fake belts at Toys R Us. Dude, and, like it was the best. The whole thing. That 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 was definitely me, and then uh, would always get in trouble for it. And, yeah before you know it that punishment ended up kind of setting me on the path to like where i am today yeah that's so
2: interesting
0: that's so dude people do get fucked up doing that wrestling stuff man. they do
1: man it's hard. the professionals man like people will be like oh it's fake as i said earlier but like they're pretty much like stuntmen you can't fake and gravity you you can't and the bumps and stuff they take dude. and it's definitely a lot on your body man so
0: night after night on the road a lot of those just get addicted to painkillers yeah. and different things yeah, and that's the the dark side of yeah. it yeah you
1: know? and I think it's with anything you kind of, you have that rock star lifestyle too, you know, just yeah. kind of being on the road and it's a, it's a bunch of factors in that and anything like that, like even in fighting to some degree, you know, that, oh, yeah.
0: that can affect
1: people that can't deal with vices very well.
0: So yeah, man, you got to have a strong will, um, to To really push through those like dark times, man, because yeah. there's definitely a downside to, to any anything that's really in the limelight. There's usually something going on in the dark that people don't see. Yeah. you know what I'm yeah. saying, like, I expect, dude, fighters go through so many ups and downs. Like, people only see what happens in the in the in the cage or mm-hmm. the ring. Like, hundred th- percent. They don't they don't see that that fucking that job that you're working. They don't see that fight you just had with your girlfriend. They don't see. You know, you're trying to spend time with your kids and family. Like, they don't see any of those things. They don't see you getting hurt in practice. Yeah. But you still pushing through. A hundred percent. And, I mean, I guess, I mean, that's just life in a lot of ways. Yeah, but man. When you,
1: when you think about fighting in particularly, like, fighters are, you know, known to be some of the toughest and blah, blah, blah. But, like. We're sensitive. Like, when we go out there, like, we're probably at our most vulnerable. 100%. You, you you're step, half naked. Y- yeah, literally. Like, yeah. <laughs> like literally. And, like, you go in there, you're half naked, and you, you put all of this work in, the spotlight's on you, you're locked in a cage with someone who's done, if not as much work or more work than you, that wants it, if not as much or more than you. Yeah. And there's only one way to settle this disagreement. You're only and one person It's is through coming. violence, violence that people go their lifetime trying to avoid, and that's yeah. your
0: way of life, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, you seek it out. Yeah, so it's, it's such an interesting existence, isn't it? Like, fuck me, like you're standing across the cage from somebody, and it's like we're gonna do harm to each other. Mm-hmm. There's no like ill feelings. Like, I don't, I don't feel anything bad towards you, but it's just like you're in my way right now, and I have a yeah, good. yeah. Like we're, we're all in each other's way.
1: We all have the same treat, the same dream, and you know that there can only be one there can only be one champion that can only be one top guy and like it is what it is I guess you know different people have like their different motivations for yeah. fighting like me personally like I've never been able to fight out of like anger right like when I approach a fight or when I approach like training I'm usually at my most calm yeah my most at peace and then like you know, you get in there and you just know, or at least I learned over time that I'm able to flip that switch when I need to. Yeah. So like in certain situations, if I'm going to knock somebody out and I remember the first time I ever got a knockout, right? Like I would, when I first started training, um, I started training with Tyron Woodley. He's like my mentor, really like a big brother to me. And like, I remember texting him and being like, 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 what does it feel like to like knock somebody out you know (laughs) and you know he tell me whatever he tell me and I'm just like dang I just I wonder I wonder I just want to know what that feels like it's a crazy feeling it's a a, a crazy feeling and then then I did it and then I'm like okay like will I be able to do that again (laughs) you know like (laughs) like can I do that again or like was that just, like, a one-time thing, you know? And then over time, as I've, I've had a couple more knockouts, I kind of realized that, like, even though I approach these fights and I'm calm, I'm cool, I'm collected, like, there are certain things within those frames of a fight that I'm able – that kind of triggers that, that switch for me to flip and I can explode. Yeah. And then that's where the knockouts come. And then when it's over, it's – we're back to normal right. David, you know? Yeah. like So –
2: You got to tap into that dark side. Yeah,
1: like tapping into it a little bit and then take it to another level, like really, really what drives that. And that's as I've been kind of breaking myself down as you grow and you learn more about yourself, I kind of come to realize a few things and, you know, using a lot of like my pain and my trauma to like that's when that comes comes out. Mm. Like I can always reach back into it. Yeah. Like I may not be that guy like 24-7, but it's like such a part of me. And it's like deeply ingrained in me, I'm always gonna be able to to reach back into it and use it for
0: positive. Yeah. And I think that's that's for me, that's my understanding of it. That's a yeah. huge key, right? I mean, you see a lot of successful just high level athletes or just anybody in general, whether they're a fucking CEO or just a high level doctor or lawyer, like the 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 competitive drive and and the the ability to like Go to that dark place to like find whatever it is to like motivate you to get you in that place to be like no fuck this like I'm the man and I'm gonna go out there and own it like everybody has that Mm -hmm. Um, I watched that documentary about Michael Jordan the Last Dance yeah yeah Yeah. man he's psychologically man he's one of just fucking insane he's he's
1: he's one of a kind
0: dude it's it's crazy when he was talking about the way he approaches the game and how he pushes his teammates to be their absolute best and how he's going to do whatever he needs to do to win. Mm. And he was getting emotional. Like, he was about to cry. And he was just like, that's just how I approach the game. And it's just like, dude, like... That's a very special type of person. Yeah, for sure. He yeah.
1: may, may not have a lot of friends, but in the end, he, he produced results, and it, you, you can't argue that. But there's yeah.
0: not a single person today who played with him who doesn't say they love him. Yeah, for sure, and they haven't been better because of him. You right. Know? So it's like that contrast. And like, Dude, some you know. dude, the, the best coach I ever had in my life, his name is Phil Cagle. He's my high school mm-hmm. wrestling coach, and he was also double as a football coach. Mm-hmm. And he ran our team kinda like a military. And it was like there were plenty of times, man, he was on my ass. I was like, Get the fuck off my ass, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, I wanna see you come out here and do this shit. Yeah. And uh, and it's like but I fucking love that guy, dude. It's yeah. like it's like hate me now, love me later type yeah. deal. Yeah, and for sure. to this day, like wrestling changed my entire life. It's it set the course for just my ability to to tap into that dark place mm-hmm. to understand that. There is another level to to which I can actually go to because, dude, the mind will play tricks on you. It'll make you think you can't do something. But once you break past that wall, you know, it's like your greatest asset, but also your greatest enemy. But if you learn how to to handle it, dude, your body can do far more than your your mind will lead you to believe. A hundred
1: percent. I think a lot of people never really find that out. Because like the, the, you said the military mindset earlier is like the idea that you have to like break someone down to like their bare bones to build them back up. But like people, people don't like to do that. People don't like to take a look at themselves and really like assess their capabilities and really dig deep down to their traumas or whatever it is, or their physical abilities and like really break themselves down. And like, most people shy away from that yeah I think that's just kind of what we're taught I guess as a society I don't know whatever you want to attribute it to but like that fear of like being vulnerable Mm -hmm. and like understanding you know at, at 26 years old like I don't know everything but like I am learning that on the other side of that vulnerability is like where your truest potential lies yes you know and
0: like to really accept that is like really hard for some people to do, you know? Well, you know, especially early in life, like, the the natural human tendency is to take the path of least resistance. Yes, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, people don't want to go down those hard roads. And, uh, I mean, I can remember, it was in high school when I learned this lesson, again, from Coach Kegel, like you know wrestling was seven days a week mm-hmm. all sports are really seven days a week yeah, you know what right, right. but like yeah, for us it's a it was, lifestyle you know it, it like, really yeah. is man it's like you know you're training all week and then you either have like a duel on like a Friday or like a, a two day tournament mm-hmm. um, a lot of two day tournaments especially at the varsity level right like And then so we would, you know, we would compete either Friday and Saturday or Friday. And then, you know, Sunday we would come in and it was typically like a lift and run kind of day. Mm -hmm. And normally it's like, ah, you know, it's Sunday. We're going to kind of get a little bit in, kind of chill in season. Dude, one Sunday we came in, bro. And, like, I thought I was a shit because, like, I don't know how to say this without being arrogant. But, like, Mm -hmm. at least whenever I was on my, like, I was the best wrestler on Mm -hmm. my team. And my practice partner, he was—we're the two best wrestlers. And we're practice partners, and like, we're crushing it. So it's like, get off my ass, dude! Like, yeah, the like, fuck... you, like, like I earned this, you know, this day to kind of relax. Yeah, right, man. As,
1: as if that's really a thing. You right, know, but, right. Yeah.
0: And and he he used to always say like, listen, if like when I stop talking to you, then you should worry. Because mm-hmm. if I'm if I'm on you and I'm talking to you, like that means I believe in you. Yeah. And that that was a big learning lesson. But anyway, like, we came in on this Sunday. We we're just thinking, all right, we're just gonna lift and maybe do a little wrong, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, bro. It was the hardest lifting session. He's like, no, you guys are going to fucking lift today. Yeah. And we lifted for probably 45 minutes to an hour. All the mirrors are fogged in that bitch. Like, mm-hmm. it's super hard. And then um, our wrestling room, it was like half wrestling room, and then it was like half weight room. And uh, it was across the street. There's a little street across the street from the, from the high school. Mm-hmm. So we get done doing that hard-ass lift, and then we go across the street. He's like, all right, well, we're going to run halls. So we go – and um, it's a big square, but, like, one time around, we had to make it in, like, like 45 seconds or something like that. Yeah, so you got the timer on you are just waiting for you to miss that time. <laughs> If you don't make it, if you don't make it, it doesn't count, yeah, right? Yeah. And, of course, heavyweights are getting tired. Yeah, you know, he's not going to sure. make it. And uh, we had to do 16 of those. So it's like sprinting almost two miles. And uh, so then we did that. And it's like, all right, cool, man, we're done. We're all fucking tired. We're exhausted. Nope. Back across the street, put on your shoes. We're about to live wrestle. We yeah. did we did that for an hour, and uh, bro, like he broke us, like he broke all of us, man. Like I, I can remember very specifically, like start crying, mm. like I'm fucking emotional. I'm going um, at the time I was wrestling at 189, so I'm going with our heavyweight and our 215 and our group of three for wrestling, and then I just a switch clicked, man, and like I went a little fucking mad like a little crazy like i'm like (laughs) what the fuck this like yeah yeah but i pushed through and afterwards like he took us through like a cool down and had us um like lay down and kind of like meditate and do a visualization Mm. um but it was like in that moment it was like the first time i've ever like truly been broken and he talked about that he broke us all for a reason and uh and it was the first time i realized like dude like i have something else that i can tap into and even though i don't f- think i can physically do something i can right and it was just it was just such a fucking learning lesson and i just learned so much about the power of the mind and the power of the will yeah for sure and then the idea
1: i think within that is like once you're really broken to that point no one else can do that to you on a mat. No one else can do that to you in a cage. Yeah, Because you've already been there. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So, like you said, you can always kind of tap back into the, and, uh, that. And that's very important, man. Do you remember important. the first time you were broke? You know what? I, I, I can. I think I've been broken in several, several several you know, occasions throughout my life in general. But yeah. when it comes to, like like, sports... Uh, I would, I can go back to wrestling for you since we <laughs> we're um, we're talking, we're talking wrestling. I think this was like my junior year yeah. of, of high school. Um, just coming off a year where I, all American at Fargo, like oh, nice. I got upset in the, um, my sophomore year, I got upset in the state finals, ended up taking in the state semifinals, ended up taking third place in mm, state and there came, yeah, came back, you know, all American at Fargo was undefeated we we're halfway through the year and I'm, I'm wrestling this kid I think he was a state champ from like Whitfield or something and I'm working on a tech going into probably the second period oh, like, shit. so I was I was All waxing right. him you're you taking know? him down yeah taking him, him down let him up taking him down because that was my style that's what I did and um I was just kind of at that point it's not that I took him lightly but like I had just hit such a flow that I was just kind of going through the motions doing my thing um I go in for a takedown and then before I know it, like I look up and I'm on my back. (sighs) I look up, I'm on my back and I'm just like, I barely even try to fight off my back and I get pinned.
0: Oh damn.
1: And I'm like, what the hell just happened like, like, you know I mean, how you ended up on your back yeah i don't know he i took a shot like a high c and he just like home run moved like whipped me over on my back you know and then i'm I'm on it my happened back so fast yeah it happened so fast like i can't like i've watched the video obviously okay. but in that moment i'm just like whoa just like in such shock yeah and then you know just having to having to deal with that and accept that defeat i think it's that was tough um yeah. i've had injuries from that point to where I'm my that same year I'm freaking had to watch someone I beat before win a state title because I'm injured and I can't compete at state like I've I've definitely definitely been been broken down in a few moments throughout my career and stuff like that but you know I'm I'm definitely appreciative for those moments yeah you know I think they when I think about like my my true purpose in life I think they really gave me
2: purpose yeah. or help
1: me understand what my purpose is right know? as I, I'm still trying to figure that out but you know as I go along the journey it's just like hey this is something I can reach back out to in
0: right this moment so, yeah because yeah. that's not like a singular instance of like being broken it's like you have to deal with this for a long period of time yeah, and yeah. it's like how yeah. do you respond to that yeah. like what do you do during that downtime
1: yeah I mean where i'm at now particularly with i'm known for you know mma that's that's my career choice now um i had an amateur fight here where i ended up i got knocked out you know yeah. it went viral uh, it's a big one yeah it's it's a, a big it was one. a big one i you didn't know?
0: I, I didn't know that that
1: was you in yeah that, 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 video. Was, that was that was me man yeah that, I, I still I, I watched that thing like today and i'm like I don't know who that guy is, but no, it was yeah. it's definitely, definitely me. But, um, that was another situation. And, um, like I'll never take that away yeah. from, from, from the guy, by the way. Cor- you know, like, he cor- actually yeah. can't, he
0: started coming to training with uh, us yeah, a Yeah. Bit. I'll,
1: I'll never take that away from him. Um, you know. You, he was better than me. I wouldn't even say he was better than me on that night, but that happened, and it is what it is. We can't. Yeah, we can't that go dude's back. a crazy athlete. Yeah, you guys yeah, would be good training partner. I'm, I'm aware. I'm aware. And um, but just even like dealing with that a situation where like, and I'll never make excuses, but like the everything leading up to that moment was like that happening was just the icing on the cake. Right? Yeah. And I, I go into that fight, and I'm not my most comfortable. I'm not in a position where I feel like I'm going to be able to compete the best, but I'm going to win. Like, that's what we do. I, I I signed up to fight. I'm going to show up and fight. Expect to win. Exactly. And, um, that, that ended up, ended up happening. And like, I was physically, I was hurt bad for a while. Yeah. Really bad concussion. And then on top of that, like the weeks after that, you're seeing this, this shit's on YouTube, (laughs) 80,000 views, blah, blah, blah. It's like, crazy yeah. it literally went viral mm-hmm. some people were saying they saw it on tv like i'm like man just dealing with that like the weirdest thing though is like though that was one of the, probably the darkest time in my career let's say a couple months later i ended up fighting because i used to fight through uh, umath they used to have the national tournaments you yep. know on the world level hewlett um, was was the yeah yeah, team, right? yeah 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 so i, I fought in I want to say, was it Florida or maybe Arizona somewhere?
2: Yeah.
1: Um, the most comfortable I've ever been yeah. in a cage. After that, really? Yeah, well, like, you
0: experienced I, the worst thing.
1: The that could worst possibly case happen. scenario. Yeah, and like, what I always say is like, because people do ask me about that. Well, it happened so
0: quick. Yeah,
1: and it was a, it was a, like we could break that, break that footage down. Like multiple things happen. Yeah. So like. And once again, this is not me making excuses because it happened. I got knocked out. It's a loss on my record. But you can logically explain what exactly. happened. Exactly. So multiple things happen. We can take out the fact, oh, I wasn't feeling good, whatever. That is what it is. But in those frames in the fight, took one too many steps back. Um, took a step back. My right foot like goes kind of in between the canvas and the cage. Oh, really? And you'll see me as I'm stepping back, I'll go like, this oh and put my hand yeah put mm-hmm. my hand down because i'm like moving back and i'm like oh and then right away the kid comes and it's like th- that tenth of a second that minor mistake i made just kind
2: of
0: yeah i just know, remember yeah you're you're kind of backing up towards the cage because he's doing his, yeah. his crazy like i had blocked like four or five kicks before yeah he kicked that. a whole bunch yeah, and, and like, then like boom, you're you're boom, circling boom. off yeah. the cage because you hit the cage yeah. you're circling off and then just in that half a just second like that.
1: and, and he, you want to call it God or whatever. God works in mysterious ways. Cause, yeah. You know, I went in there after that, the fight after that, and was so comfortable. Had never felt more present yes. in a fight. You know, like being able to see things that are as they're happening. Also, slowed things down and like. Knocked this guy out in, like, a minute and nice. just went on
0: with my life, you yeah. know?
1: And, like, that's the difference. I felt better because of that moment, yeah. you know? And not to sound, like, cliche, but that's, like, a real thing, you know? Like, yeah.
0: And well, it's, yeah. like, what do you do with that adversity, right? Yeah. Like, do you, do you let it consume you and crush mm-hmm. you? Like, i definitely made some mistakes in my career in the past where it's, like, you lose a fight, and then you fucking go into this depression, and you, yep. don't, you don't train for three mm-hmm. months.
1: Yep. And a lot of
0: dudes do that. And I, they,
1: I was there, man. I I mean, physically. I didn't leave my, my basement for, like, two and a half weeks. Yeah. I mean, I had really bad concussion symptoms and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, shit, like, right. You know, and then I'm watching this clip, and just, like, my eyes all messed up. Like, it, it was bad, but, you know, I was able to get back on the horse and, like, I mean, the way I see it, you know, at this point, because I mean, I still have people that'll reference that fight, and I'm yeah. like, I'm like, like who's scarier, like the undefeated fighter or the guy who's been through some shit like that, yeah, and is still here at the competing at the same level, if not higher, that guy, like for that, sure. that speaks to your character, yes. to deal with something like that and bounce back, and I think that kind of. Kind of made me as a fighter today.
0: Yeah, to man. Honest. Yeah, dude. It's like it's like who are you in those moments of chaos? Like who are you when everything's stacked against you? When you're fucking down? When like, like all your demons are in your head? Like how do you bounce back from mm-hmm. that? And like that's what separates the average from the from the exactly. great. You know what 100%. I'm saying? So. It's just a part of the process, you know, man, you know, I don't like to talk, I want to talk shit on, on my my dude, but, you know, you could have been Adam Sella, and got Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, like,
1: e- e- it happens, I mean, especially in MMA,
0: you know? Yeah, like, like you know, Adam got knocked out big time yeah, in the UFC, okay, yeah. like, oh. So but you know just gotta roll with it man but yeah man but you kept it going man and 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 now like you know you went pro and uh how have you been how have you been like adjusting with all the COVID shit like there's no real shows going on like what's your training looking like it's
1: it's been kind of tough um particularly one because i'm coming off an an injury so Yeah, yeah i tore my acl back in november how'd you do that so um i was actually uh training so i was scheduled to fight i believe in november like Two weeks before my fight, and um, I was down in Rufus Sport training and just kind of got in a weird situation. It was nobody's fault or anything like that. Just one of those things. Just one of those things that kind of happened. I thought it was just I tweaked it, you know, tried to train for a couple of days Mm. and started feeling weird. Went to a physician, got an MRI, and they're like, "Uh, you're this dangling there? That's your ACL. It's supposed to be <laughs> supposed to be attached to the other side there." And I'm like, shit. "Oh shit!" Like, yeah. So then I had to really like, you know, think about fighting. And so then, this
0: was this past November. Yeah, this
1: was this past November. So you're man, coming
0: up know. almost on a
1: year. Yeah, almost on a year. You know, they say the timeline is like a year and a half. Like, I would like to be in the cage by like February, March. Okay. Um, I feel good about that timeline too. Um, still working with like my therapist and stuff like that, and, yeah. and doing what I can on the side. But um,
0: yeah, you're doing the strength and yeah. conditioning with yeah, Stu doing and strength and conditioning at o- with
1: output. output. That that helps a lot. But with COVID in particularly, like I kind of saw it as a blessing in disguise yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah, everybody slowed down. Everybody had to stop. So instead of like sitting here woe is me like I'm watching all these people fight and progress like this just gives me time you know when this stuff boils over to just be ready and like be ready to seize like whatever opportunity comes my way yeah and that's what I took it as like when we were in quarantine like pretty much any money I had went to I bought a mat threw it in my basement I bought a punching bag hung it up in my basement nice. like I I made my basement in my home pretty much like a camp and I was, whether I was in there by myself doing my rehab stuff or hitting the bag, I'm blessed to have like a pool as well too. Oh, nice. So like, you know, once the weather got warm, I'm doing stuff in the pool and like, that's, that's literally been all I've, all I've been doing. Yeah. Like taking this COVID time to get healthy. So
0: dude, yeah. like now is the greatest time to get ahead. You yep. know what I mean? Cause so many people are taking this time to just not do shit. Yep. You know what I mean? They're they're just letting things go to the side. They're not working on themselves. And, dude, it's a hard time for a lot of people. Tons of people don't have jobs. Tons of people, there, a lot of people are living in uncertainty. Yep, you're seeing a lot of divorces going up. <laughs> Tons like, of divorces. Because people
1: are people forced to sit and, like, deal with stuff they've been putting off, you know? Yeah, and like man. You know, for me, the personal development part has been a big thing as well, too. Yeah. Because um, um, I'm, I'm kind of a victim of, like being having to sit and then like things around me that have whether it's family dynamics or like relationship dynamics like things that you're able to kind of you've been able to sweep under the rug like everybody's sitting here (laughs) they're starting to creep up and i'm like all right like like this shit has to be dealt with yeah man you gotta get your house in order yeah gotta get my house in order and like so in a lot of ways like personally throughout relationships like i've been kind of working on stuff like that too yeah Dealing with some some traumas that maybe I haven't been aware of because I've been so focused on fifty million things and like yeah um yeah it's it's it's, it's been good it's been very productive Has, COVID yeah this time who are you training with so right now um well literally up until last week I've been working with uh Dean Thomas because he's been he's been in town helping yeah he's been in town helping Tyron um so for a good like three weeks or so i've been working out with him uh, wow. jose shorty torres
0: yep, yeah you guys were on the amateur team. yeah again, we were right? on the
1: amateur amateur team together team usa yeah it's UMA. such a small world yeah.
0: because um jose like i've trained with jose several times over the years mm-hmm. because uh he would come in town and he would work with uh quentin o'brien i'm not sure if mm-hmm. he, yeah you know, yeah he has mu- the garage as the garage yeah, 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 yeah muay thai guy and mm-hmm. um i've been training with quentin since 2009 2010 okay. right, yeah. and uh so jose would come in and work out with us and dude, he just has such a next level when it comes to his cardio oh yeah for sure he has a whole new year I mean, he has to it's, you it's, know it's he's crazy
1: he has to man yeah. being uh being uh what is, he's at 25 now but like it's it's hard to find you know partners like yeah. that are his size so yeah. like that's what he leans on yeah and the funny thing is like he was already in the camp when i started training with like him and Jillian robertson like the first day I started training with them, that was my first day doing anything contact wise. Really? Like since my since I blew out my ACL, so like I was I was telling him and Dean like, yo, I was in the worst shape of my life like <laughs> like ever. And then after 2 weeks, like I'm starting to like bounce back and like yeah, I'm doing all this stuff in my basement in the meantime, but like, I started to worry a little bit. I'm like, man, I, I don't feel like I'm snapping back like I used to. And, you mm-hmm. know, it just took for me to get in that environment where I'm getting contact with some, some partners. I'm drilling, going through that grind. After about a week, as the weight started coming off. I started feeling a lot better. I'm still limited in some ways, but just kind of working around that. Mm-hmm. And um, the fact that I think that I was able to grind and compete with them for a couple of weeks and, like, coming off of what I'm coming off of, definitely put me in a lot better spirit yeah. about my
2: future. You
0: it's know? tough so, when you lose that timing yeah. trying to get it back. Mm-hmm. And, like, when you're a high-level athlete like yourself and, you know, you know where you were physically mm-hmm. and you know what you are physically capable, and then, like, just when this meat suit doesn't work yeah, with you, it's, it's, like, like, it's, like, oh, it's like you're not doing what you need to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, a, it's a hurdle. But it's, it's
1: been good, and then I've gotten some of the, the most – Real coaching that I've ever gotten from 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 Dean that I've ever gotten in my career. That dude know? is a fucking mastermind. Man, he's a savant. Literally, dude. Like, I would love to have a conversation like, with that guy. His his approach towards just fighting, just life in general, is just is 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 so unique, but it's so simple yeah. at the same time. You know, like that's that's the best. He'll he'll just say something, and you'll be like why didn't I why didn't I think it like yes like like it's not some it's profound in the way of what he's saying but not like he's like breaking it down into a molecule and like it's just hey this like one of the things like and I don't think even think he's aware of this and this is kind of the blessing of like the position I've kind of been in like being in that network with like tyrant and meeting like you have access to some of the best I've had like access to a lot of people but like just being around you know not necessarily being being in the fray or being just being around and like i'll never forget this was like right after tyron won the title i believe and we were going to an event and i had to drive dean to the event and we're just talking we're talking fighting um and talking about fighting, uh, hey, I, he's just like, hey, I'm, I think, you know, like, basically how he thinks about fighting and techniques and all that other stuff. And then he says something like, "What he said, everything is everything. And I'm like, yo, everything is everything. Like, everything matters. And, like, literally based off of those, like, three words, like, and this was, like, what, three, four years ago maybe? Like, based off of those three words, like, I've structured, like, how – how I approach training like based off of that like nothing's wasted everything matters everything is everything and like that was just such a huge eye-opening thing for me but it was just something he said in the car driving just that real simple concept yeah and so like I carry that with me to to this day yeah he probably doesn't even think twice about it he probably (laughs) doesn't even remember it you know and yeah just haven't been able to conversate with him in just even these last couple weeks and just actually get coaching because like being around Tyron has kind of been, like, a gift and a curse in the sense because, like, people think it's like, oh, you, you trained with Tyron and this and this and that. Well, I'm I'm training every now and again with someone who's a world champion that's doing movies that's here, there, and everywhere. You know, I'm, I may see them like once a month you know and then he'll we'll drill together and it's usually for him to keep him in shape and every now and again he'll drop some knowledge on me and like when we do talk and conversate we almost never talk about fighting yeah. it's like about real life life. life you yeah. know what i'm saying so i'm like people think oh you're being coached by tyron like this is some karate kid you uh, know master sensei yeah. kind of setup and i'm like like, no, what it's given me is, like, the resources and tools as far as networks and, like, having a gym I can go to anytime I, I need to. Yeah. Um, he employs me. I manage the gym. Okay. So as far as, like, my day-to-day life, that helps me out. And I'm, yeah. I'm in the gym literally 12, 14 hours a day. Like, that's nice. good. But, like, I'm not really getting, like, instruction. So, like, when I get ready for a fight, the most like coaching I'll get, I'll, I'll go down to Rufus Board in Milwaukee and, you know, fit into their system and do whatever they're doing, you know, um, have some coaches work out with, work, work with me for a couple of weeks. Then I go fight. Then I'm back home on my own, yeah. like in the gym. I'm, I'm by myself like 80% of the you time. You manage yourself a
2: lot. Yeah. yeah. And so
0: it's kind of been like a, a, a gift and a curse, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. So. Man, I'm a, I'm a big believer and and just the law of attraction and you know mm-hmm. the energy that you put out the energy like gets returned to you and and mm-hmm. it's like just the importance of the people like the importance rather of you know the people you surround yourself with and you're mm-hmm. exposed to like your network is so important and um you know as as cool as fighting is and as much as we would all like to be world champions and like make it to that next level and cash those checks just the probably just the relationship that you have with you know like dean and tyron and those guys like that is going to be far more valuable even way past your fighting years yeah 100 percent. like there's 100%. just there's just so much value just to have those friendships yeah 100 percent, and like the
1: the thing is is like like you said you what you put out you know is what you get back and i think that's relative to just life in general yeah dude. you know and I think now that I, I've turned pro, because, like, even in my amateur career, like, that's how my training setup was. Like, I pretty much trained myself. Then I'd fly to Prague. I'm in Prague for a week and a half. And, like, I don't know who's cornering me until the day of the fight. You yeah. know, whoever Team USA sent out there. It's yeah. like, you know, and I'm trying to compete against, like, some of the best amateurs in the world who may be getting funded to do this. And then they have a coaching staff that's getting funded to coach them. And yeah. then it's like – I'm just kind of out there doing it because I love it. And, like, I'm getting by on, like, my basic knowledge of fighting. I'm watching, like, earlier when we were talking before the podcast, like, I'm watching YouTube and, like, yeah. all of this stuff. And, like, it just gets to a point to where, like, you need you need that that outside support in a fight situation. You need that outside perspective, yeah, right, like yeah. in a fight situation. And it's, like, I'm going out there and I'm not just fighting this guy in front of me, I'm fighting three other, like, coaches who have built a system and a structure for this guy and, like, you know, they can see things that I'm not seeing. He can make adjustments that maybe I won't be able to make on the fly like that. Yes. And though that was valuable experience, um, what I found is, is, like, I'm always one fight away from gold. Yeah, you know, I will get to the finals, I get a silver. I get to the semis. I'm always losing to the guy who's winning that has that. Sounds and like I'm my like, life. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and so like, then I come back home, and it's like people are, oh, it's so cool, you meddled in this world tournament. It's like, man, I want to freaking win. Like man. I'm trying to win, and like I'm trying to be the best. I, I I need that glue. I need guys like Dean. I need other coaches, guys like Duke Rufus, man. The way. The way he approaches He's put together an amazing team up there. Not not by accident. Either, oh you not know? By accident. Yeah, like the way he he approaches martial arts and just like listening to conversations, having conversations with with them and how he teaches, man, it's like my first time after my first time going up there and like I saw that and I, I knew I planned on coming back, like I brought a notebook with me the the, the second time I came yeah. back, man, cuz I'm like this is literally like the way they teach and approach everything, man. It's just like college for striking, yeah. college for MMA and like yeah, it's it's been great. So I I need guys like that and like being around these people these last couple of years and like noticing them, maybe even start to notice me tells me I've been doing something right. Yeah. And I think I think it's soon to come. You know, I think I think they're gonna start maybe gravitating and I'm gonna get those opportunities yeah. to work with them and, and hopefully it comes into
0: fruition,
2: you know.
0: Dude, I mean if you put it out there you can yeah. you can definitely make it happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like dude MMA is just it's it's such a weird sport in that there it's it's almost inevitable unless unless you're just like you have the most amazing connections because unfortunately mm-hmm. there there is a lot of um like who do you know? Yeah. A lot yeah. you know what I mean yeah, in this sport. But it's like for a lot of fighters man there's usually a lull in their career where it's like you're on that precipice of of really doing some shit mm. but you know for whatever reason fights just keep falling through yeah. or you know yeah. people don't want to take fights with you and it's just like the The guys who can weather that little bit of a downtime and push through, like those are the ones who make it. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like we have a guy at our gym, uh, Julius Anglicus. Yeah, yeah. I went to I went to college with Julius. Oh, He's did so you? Funny. At
1: Mobap. yeah. We
0: we wrestled at Mobap. Bro, together. this MMA community is just yeah. it's it's too small. Yeah, it's, Julius it's, it's is too, my too guy. small. Yeah, man. But there was a period. I remember when he first started training. Like, dude, we me and Quentin used to fuck him up big mm-hmm. time. And uh, now. I, it's it's scary to think about what he can do to people, yeah, but there was I mean, a he's a he's a big athletic dude, dude. Man, like and he works like, so hard works so hard, yeah. he's so patient i' I'm just waiting for him to turn like just to flip that switch and murder somebody mm-hmm. in the cage because he hits hard. He's very well rounded. Um, he's very disciplined in there. Mm-hmm. You know, when when he touches people, people don't like it. Yeah. And yeah. there's, you know, he's, you know, he's he's looked really good in Bellator, but he always kind of like takes his foot off the gas a little bit. Like he'll hit somebody and then he'll back away. He'll kind of reset. Yeah. I'm just like, just fucking tattoo. You know him, what? And, I think, like, and I think I
1: think he, he kind of. Sorry, sorry. No, you're good. Up. Yeah, I think he uh, he kind of had that problem when it came to wrestling too. Because like you look at him, right? Like. You see that dude in a singlet, you're like, nobody fucking with this man. <laughs> but then, like, he'd go out there and maybe lose to someone who maybe wasn't as physically gifted, but maybe had a little more, like, technique. But you're like, he just doesn't know his own strength or he just his doesn't own know capabilities yet. yet. You know? like, yeah. And so it, it may be, I haven't seen him fight very much. Um, What I have seen of him, he's been doing very well. Yeah. But uh, it's probably still, like, that element
0: it's you know, whatever it is. That. It's gonna yeah, get him to flip. Yeah. He'll get there. I yeah. know. I know he will. I know. Like um, in Bellator, I think they did their own rankings at 205. He's like mm-hmm. number eight okay. in Bellator. So he's he's definitely doing all the right things. But dude, there was a period there where people didn't want to fight him. There's probably two or three years where he would he barely fought. Yeah. At yeah. all. I mean, it makes sense. But I mean. he did all the right things. He kept working out. He kept getting better. He kept training. It was like. And then when that call came, he was fucking ready. Yeah. And a lot of people they'll, they'll let that period to where you know they'll let that period discourage them, where they'll, they'll they won't come into training. Mm. You know they won't do the lifting, they won't do the cardio, and then whenever they get that call, and I can just speak from my own personal experience because I swear I did everything wrong. Mm-hmm. Like Jesse Finney called me one time. He's like, "Hey man, you want to fight Brendan Ward in the UFC at 185?" And, uh, or no, it was at 170, the guy who, he just won, I think, the 185 tournament, fought for the belt, mm. lost it, and then went down to 170, and he was killing it. And uh, he called me on, like, 10 days' notice, and I'm like, I'm like, 198. Yeah, like, I, like that cut. I'm just about. like, bro, I can't make this cut on yeah. 10 days' notice. Like, if I made the weight, I'd go in there and i just get my ass beat. Mm. Like, what's the purpose of that? Like, that's a bad career move. And then there was another time they called me, and this was a little bit more out of my control, where he's like hey man you want to fight in tel aviv and i didn't have my passport yet Mm -hmm. it was super ironic though because i just applied for my passport and i got it like two weeks later but they wouldn't let you sign the contract unless you had Had your passport so it's just like in those down times man like you always have to stay (laughs) ready man because if you don't the opportunity will come like that just seems how the universe works and uh julius definitely did the right thing with with just staying ready man
1: yeah and i think i think that has a lot to do with like just the way like the landscape in MMA is kinda set up. Yeah. You know, like there's no blueprint from no. going here to there. Right. You know, with like other sports with like boxing. It's like, all right, you get signed to a promoter. You probably won't think about a big fight until you get twenty plus wins and like yeah. there's a little more of like a like a map you can map out your career right, a little bit right. better. With like MMA and like especially the way that things are now in our society. It's literally just about kind of being ready for that opportunity right. you never know when it could come you you know you can be a, a guy like a Conor McGregor who freaking just blows up out of nowhere was on welfare two weeks ago <laughs> get a phone call oh I haven't trained and I don't know how long but you get that yeah. phone call you just gotta
0: be ready yeah man you know, he, he changed the game yeah like yeah you do you really just you just have to be you just always have to be ready cause you, you just never know when it's coming yeah you just never do. Um, now, there, there's just, there's just kind of like this dynamic in the MMA scene where it's uh, kind of going back to, to like WWE. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that was show business. Yeah, dude. Like yeah. that, that yeah. was the model that was kind of used to to help blow up the sport. And it's Ooh. almost like. I've noticed, like in Bellator, they kind of accept the quiet professional mm-hmm. a little bit more than like the UFC does. Yeah. It's like you not only have to be a good fighter, but you also need to be a little bit of a showman. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Do you you uh, you have any like issues with that or conflict with that or what do you, you think? Know what do what? you think about I, that? I I kinda, I kind
1: of, I kind of I'm kind of in the middle on it. I think the problem is, and you know as much as I hate to continue to use him as as an example, Conor McGregor. Yeah. It's like he had it naturally he is what he is he's a showman whether he walks into a press conference he walks into the gym he's walking to the gas station down the street you're gonna get that guy yeah so then you see people like up-and-coming fighters and stuff see somebody like that and they're like oh i have to be like this to be successful and they're trying to like mimic it and it it just doesn't come off right, you right. know, and then like the next guy tries it, and the next guy tries it like if you got it, do it. Just yeah. be you yeah. like there, there's room for every personality type, you yeah. know, like you can be you can be humble and be a champion. Yeah. Demetrius Johnson. The Anderson Silvas, you know what I'm saying? You yeah. don't have to. But if you're a guy like a Israel Adesanya, who's like, "Hey, this is my personality. This is who I am at my core." Like, people are always gonna be. I always say, "Real, recognize real." Yeah. Like people are always gonna be able to tell whether you're fake or not. Right. And like, that's not the only way to be successful as right. a fighter. Like, so uh, as long as you're being you, like, that's all that matters. That's all that matters at this point. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Can't please everybody. I think with like, you know, we're in the age of like social media and like stuff like that and they just kinda they kinda lean towards and gravitate towards protect like supporting people that kinda do that stuff a little bit more. But I don't know, man. Like sometimes it kinda turns me off though to see guys just doing extra. Like yeah. for no reason. Yeah. And then you can't even back it up most important. <laughs> like if you can't if you're talking all this shit. Oh, doing all this crazy stuff, and, like, you can't back it up. Like, yeah. Then you just look even more silly. You like know? a like, big jackass. Yeah, like, but, you know, man, fighters are weird, man. I don't know. We are weird <laughs> creatures in, in general. We are weird for sure. So I think there's room enough for everybody, but I think being genuine should, should you know, rank up above
0: everything. Yeah, like, it's a big yeah. buzzword, but, yeah. uh, you know, authenticity yeah. goes a long way. Yeah. For yeah sure. man it's like do you know who you are and do you know what mm-hmm. you bring to the table and yeah. are you comfortable with yourself mm-hmm. cuz like you said there's a lot of people just trying to just just do it for the show and that's not who they are Yeah
1: and then the thing is is like um one person i think exemplifies kind of authenticity um in boxing you got like Floyd Mayweather right? Yeah people couldn't stand him you know when he he transitioned from pretty boy to money and he was doing all this other stuff and like You know, I think a lot of it is just, like, his personality, like, inflated to a certain degree. Yeah. But one thing he never lost, like, sight of, he always trained like he was broke. Yes. Like, no matter what, most important. Dude. And that's why backing it up is important because no matter what he did, no matter what he said, whether he was in the strip club, whether he was eating McDonald's two weeks before a fight, he was in the gym.
0: Every damn day, Dude, doing everything he had to do. Arguably the best yeah. boxer of all time. hundred percent. Like you know, he's he's going out at midnight, one, two, three in the morning, going for runs. Exactly. On a regular basis. Like Exactly. I never lost sight of that that drive. So people forget that boxing is the art of hitting and not getting hit, mm. and he was the best at that shit.
1: hundred percent, man. I I have a deep appreciation for boxing. Like I love MMA. Like grew up wrestling and boxing. I kind of. I got really good at wrestling, like, very early, so I couldn't really dedicate as much time towards boxing as I wanted to. But yeah. as far as, like, sports to watch and, like, study, boxing is hands hands down my favorite. Yeah. And, like, watching Floyd fight, like, watching him make people miss, for me, is, like,
0: watching Mike Tyson knock somebody out. Yeah. Like, I have a deep appreciation oh, for yeah. That, Oh, know? yeah. Oh, so. yeah, dude. Like, people want to talk about, you know, mayweather's not exciting or because he's not getting knockouts dude has brittle fucking hands he's, yeah he's broke his hands multiple times and, and i always
1: say that i would go go back to 19 20 21 year old floyd you will see some people hit the floor you know yeah. and people don't realize man like this dude has fought through like three generations of boxers dude like it, what other sport has ever done that? what other athlete has ever done that
0: his longevity is crazy it's, just, it's, it's almost like bernard hopkins yeah with the yeah. longevity you yeah and like
1: over time man you know you start having issues with your hands and he made that adjustment and where he made the adjustment in his style like fighting wise he made the adjustment in his persona as far as like okay like how am i gonna how am i gonna approach this from a marketing standpoint yeah yeah that's what
0: you saw we stopped connor yeah and 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 not that connor's a boxer but it's much easier to like teach a wrestler how to box and the mm. boxer how to wrestle. Yeah, and, right. and you know, with Conor being in MMA, it's like, when you do MMA, it's so much easier to do anything else because mm. now you're taking away tools. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, all I have to do is just work on these hands and angles. Like, I don't got to worry about the takedown. I, gotta, I don't got to worry about kicks or elbows or right, knees or right. any of that. It's like, I can just box and, and we all know Conor hits hard as fuck. But dude, Mayweather implemented his, his plan beautifully. A hundred percent, man. And I mean, he
1: he was built for boxing yeah. you can I, I the comparison i made is like freaking ping pong versus tennis. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like where Conor McGregor, he may be a good ping pong player. Like <laughs> Floyd Mayweather's winning the US Open hands down. Yeah. He's the Serena Williams of tennis. Like you they're 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 the
0: same but they're so different. In yeah. All ways. Yeah like, man. There's know. there's definitely levels to it, dude. Yeah, so sure. man. Dude, you're you're a pretty cerebral guy. Um are you a reader or like what do you what do you do to kind of train your so, mind?
1: So that's a good that's a that's a good thing. So I I i don't read necessarily okay i listen to a lot of audiobooks so oh. that that is like an argument right like are you really reading if you're listening to an uh, an audiobook? i've i try to i try to like actually read but like one thing like i noticed with just like how i i guess learn is like i'm an auditory learner okay so like i can read very well however when i'm reading like a paper book like I tend to just read the words and I'm not really putting things together and like all that stuff. But like when I'm listening to something or visually seeing something, like I can put myself into the plot. Like, so I was listening like earlier today, I was listening to, um, the pilgrimage by Paulo Coelho. Okay, I actually just finished it. What's that about? Um, so it's essentially about Paulo Coelho taking this journey to Santiago to find his sword. Oh, so, um, in the end, I mean, I don't know if you, you haven't you haven't read it. No, or, I do yeah, not I don't, don't want to ruin it, but um he's basically going on this journey through this path that all these pilgrims take to like find his sword and uh. what you learn in the end is like the old trope of like it's not necessarily about getting to the sword it's uh, about it's you journey. know everything that happens in between like being present and yeah. he teaches you all of these um these exercises that can like practice like patience and yeah and stuff like that so there's it's a very good book i would definitely suggest oh, right on suggest yeah I'll, have to, I'll get that um, name from you at the end and yeah. i'll I don't out. want to ruin it and give it give give away too much but um but yeah then um another one my train another trainer that I work with gave me it's like the mindful athlete I don't know if you ever heard of I've that. heard of that one yeah, yeah so I started I literally had just started that again because I started it like six months ago like read a couple chapters then put it down so I'm like restarting it now okay um, and it seems to be about this this guy who worked with like the Bulls and like Michael Jordan and all of them. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of was like their mental coach and like mm-hmm. teach. It's not them Tim on, Grover, is it? I I can't remember the name. Okay. I literally I literally got it in my car. I have to grab it for you. Uh-huh. But um, and he uh, talks about like just being mindful in sports and like pretty much your everyday life. Yeah, and stuff like that. So I'm trying to get back into it. I'm forcing myself back into it, but. I'm leaning more towards, like, the audiobooks as opposed to, like, actually, like, reading. But I I understand, like, reading, like, picking up the vocabulary and all that stuff is, like, you know, important as well, too. Dude, to each their own. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, whether it's audiobook or a physical book, I mean, as long as you're, like, expanding your own knowledge base Mm -hmm. you know what i mean just constantly be learning like that's all that really matters for real are you are you in the podcast and different things so
1: yeah i listen to you know joe rogan J. R. E. everybody listens to that um Another one I've been big into is uh, Nick Cannon has his Cannon's class. And oh, he? does, does he? on like YouTube, and he generally focuses on like more so like social co- causes and like you know advancement of his people. Yeah. You know, black people and like with everything going on now, it's, oh, it's yeah. been kind of a hot topic. Um, yeah i listen to like T I has his expeditiously um podcast on YouTube. Oh, sure, I didn't know he had a podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's, everybody it's, yeah, has a podcast. Yeah, every, that's the thing. Like everywhere <laughs> you go, everyone has a podcast. Um Mike Tyson's Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson yep, is pretty I've seen dope. That one. He has a good wide ar- way of um wide array of like guests and stuff on there too. So. Yeah. I I'm big on, like, podcasts. I mean, I listen to
0: podcasts probably more than I listen to music sometimes. Yeah, Yeah, me too. Man, it's just there's literally a podcast for almost every interest. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so it's like, what do you want to learn? What do you want to, to explore? Like, there's something there for you. 100%. I think, like, just even
1: growing up and, like, you know, going through school and stuff, and, like, I wasn't. I wasn't the most disciplined student by by any means, (laughs) but I've always been, like, very, like, autodidactical. Like, I like to teach myself. I like to learn, and, like, that's pretty much what I use, like, podcasts as a tool for, whether it is I want to learn about, you know, something and I want to be more socially aware or, like, I like to listen to, like, the TED radio hours. Like, they'll they'll talk about, like, some of the – they'll go from – freaking social causes till you're learning about why the polar ice
0: caps are like melting to
1: like oh what's your how do you develop
0: personality and before you know it i'm just picking up things from from everywhere yeah i used to like to listen to a radio lab because mm -hmm. of that it's like they have it's it's a very um there's a lot of production with those and Mm -hmm. they can take you know quite a bit almost kind of too much production sometimes for my own taste but uh that you, dude you can just learn it's just you can just learn fucking anything man just from the most abstract thing it's like whoa i didn't even yeah. know that was a thing yeah. and it's like man i'm just glad people are producing the content dude yeah well you know
1: what i'll i'll keep a, actually subscribed to the outside perspective a couple of days ago so <laughs> i'll
0: be uh, on the lookout to see what you got
1: coming down be the on pipeline the lookout, too, man. man yeah
0: we got, we got we got some good conversations man i am ready to get back on it and get some some big guests dude the, the thing i've learned through this whole journey is that, dude, like, we're all just people. Mm-hmm. Like, I've sat down with some some pretty highly successful people, whether it's, like, like Ben Newman or, like, Andy Frisella, who mm-hmm. are two of the top, you know, speakers in the world. Yeah, yeah, for and sure. And it's, like, and I've, I've met everybody in between. It's, like, man, dude, we're all just people, man. We're all just people out here just, like, trying to figure it out and some people a little bit further on the path. But it's, like, the ones who make it are the ones who just keep going. Yeah. Like, that's that's it. Perseverance, man. I yeah. feel
1: like that's where I'm kind of at in my life right now. Like, yeah. You know, whether it's particularly we can talk about fighting. That's what I'm known for. But, like, I've had every reason to quit. I've had
2: yeah.
1: other opportunities, you know, that may seem very good that kind of take me over here for a little bit. But I always come back to this. Like, I've had every reason to to, to stop and, like, just getting up every day and feeling like, man, like, this, this is my purpose. Yeah. Like, Having the goals be like, all right, I want to be a be a world champion fighter. I want to make second, seven figures a year off this. I want to be a six figure fighter. You're making six figures a fight. I, I love training. Like all of that's that's cool. And, but like, learning the levels of like my purpose. It's like I could get all that, but then like my true purpose is like, what am I gonna do when I get there? Yeah. Like, how am I going to affect change around me in the world when I get there? Right. When I am a world champion, when I have all of this money in the bank and I'm successful, I got silk sheets, you know, like... (laughs) Like how am I gonna better other people's lives? What's, right. what's
0: my plan for when I get there? Yeah, because like like that's the real purpose, and you would hope that most people kind of get to that point because like fighting is just the vehicle. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's the goal. Like of course you want to make the money, and you want to be able to take care of yourself because you can't take care of yourself, you're not gonna be able to take care of everybody mm-hmm. else. And uh, you can do a whole lot more good with money than without it. Yeah. But it's just, like, you know, how can you use your vehicle and your passion to, like, truly implement whatever that purpose is you decide is for you? Yeah.
1: And, like, to kind of touch base on what we were saying earlier today and, like, you know, all all the obstacles and stuff that I've been through and, like, you know, I wouldn't change them for anything simply because, like, they lead me in the direction of my purpose because, like, when I go through this ACL injury, like, all right, now when I get there and I'm 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 successful and I'm at that point, my goals, my immediate goals, like I know how to I know how to deal with injury or yeah. I know how to deal with upset. I know how to bounce back from a, a major loss, so I'm not just a one time champion and right. I lose it and then everything falls apart and you know, or I can pass these lessons on to people that are coming up behind me. Most importantly, you know, and and like yeah, that's that's the big thing right now it's just yeah. really really understanding my purpose and the levels of to like what I'm gonna do when I get there not just getting there
0: yeah so. and dude we're all writing a story we're, we are all writing our own story in particular yeah. and it's like sometimes I'll think about like if, if this is like a really hard moment or I'm going through something I'm mean, like man this is gonna make a fucking awesome story yeah like this is gonna be something epic I want to be able to tell yeah. somebody about this and right. maybe motivate them or you know whatever the case may be but like the trials, like you can definitely turn that into a positive mm. when it's all said and done, yeah, yeah, I definitely I definitely been through periods to
1: where like I think of like like opportunities that i that I may have had, and I maybe felt like oh, i I could have done better or what my life would be like if if I would have went to one of those big d one schools, <laughs> yeah, re, you know, recruited me out of high school and I didn't have this injury or I went and got a degree and was just a successful wrestler, you know, but I'm yeah. like that's 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 just that's easy you know like that would have been the easier path and like that just wasn't meant for me yeah and then like the path that is meant for me is meant for me for a reason and not just for me yeah so then i I look back on that and i'm like man i i just appreciate all the hardship you know that i've been
0: through and well man, you know, if, if and butts were candy and nuts we'd all yeah. be able <laughs> <We> do <don't. laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I'm about to steal that one. Man. Yeah, man, yeah. like shit. You can you can always say that all day, man, but at the end of the day it's just like what do you do? What do you yeah. do with it and how do you move forward? Yeah, so I, I got a question for you. I know um well I just found
1: out today that you actually had like a wealth of experience with like fighting and we were talking earlier about like you making that transition from like fighting to like maybe doing something else in normal life like what was that do you ha- was it was it a particular
0: moment or was it like just kind of over time you're like man I don't know you know I think
1: I kind of want to do something
0: else yeah like- dude it was a moment man um so man I I came off the best year like I had ever had like it was kind of a slow year in the sense like I think I only had four three MMA fights and I had one kickboxing fight. Like I took that kickboxing fight Mm -hmm. just to stay active. But it was all pro. So like I won all those fights. Um, I just fought on Bellator, um, came off like a – like, a minute or two-minute submission victory in the first round. Like, everything was uh, everything was sharp. I was feeling the best I ever fucking felt. And the word was, like, if I did well, like, I was probably going to get, like, an offer to get signed with Bellator. So everything was – I was riding fucking high. And mm-hmm. then I get back to training, and this is probably, like, I don't know, a week or two weeks later maybe. First day back to training, and in hindsight, um, I could probably say, like, i i i blew out my shoulder like mm-hmm. i tore my leg room and rotator cuff there, yeah and it's some of it was both. probably because yeah. like i just i was just eating like shit and mm-hmm. I, I came back in it's, i was training with julius actually okay went for a fucking single leg and he just he just sprawled a wizard yeah. down he on me and just boom out. yeah, yeah. fucked man. it up and uh so like that whole recovery period it was probably nine months to a year until mm-hmm. i fought again and like you know physically whenever i came back i was feeling great Mm -hmm. and like mentally i thought i was there it's like i I was saying all the right things Mm -hmm. i'm like yeah i want this yeah but man whenever i got into the i got into the cage man and uh like you know you get in you get in that moment of chaos and like the fire is coming down on you it's Mm -hmm. like who are you in that moment like do you really want it like Mm -hmm. are you going to push through cuz if you know if you don't the dude who who is in there with you will mm-hmm. and like so i lost that fight i was like fuck man all right well let me get another fight and like i was training physically felt better than ever like the camp was fucking great but then i got in there and i was going against a dude who he really isn't on my level to be mm-hmm. honest with you like mm-hmm. he got me in a triangle and i just i just gave up and i was like i tapped and like that and then i just decided to stop fighting after that and i was just like man It's like, and people still ask me to this day, like, hey, are you fighting or when's the next fight? I'm Mm -hmm. like, nah, man, like, I just don't want it anymore. And it's funny we're talking about Dean because – he he just made a post the other day, or maybe it was on a story or something. It's like, there kind of comes a point to where it's like, you know, when you're young and you're, like, you're 26 and you want to fucking, I think he said, like, eat that dude's eyeballs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, referring to Tyron because people are questioning about like, oh, okay. Tyron
1: coming back. That's what that was. Okay, about, yeah. yeah. And he was just yeah. like,
0: you know, you kind of get to a point where it's like, I'd rather take that dude out for dinner than yeah, you know, you know, yeah, go know his eyeballs. And I just kind of got to that point to where, like, I don't really want this anymore. Like I thought I did, and like physically I could probably do this. Mm -hmm. And uh, but for whatever reason, I don't. I always say like maybe I've just done too many psychedelics, and like I I, I, I kill my ego. Like I don't. I don't need that validation Mm -hmm. in that form anymore. Like I just don't. It doesn't bring me any joy. It's like you know when you expect to win, like. You, you just win. It just is what it is. Yeah. Because I expect it. Yeah. Like, I was always taught you should expect Back to win to if you're win. doing the right 100%. things. And then if you lose, you just hate your, yourself yeah. forever. And it's just like, I just got to that point to where it's like... I it wasn't giving me any more validation. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, man, it's just time to do this and like we were saying before off camera I was like, I can put this same energy and drive cuz like I'm a fucking lunatic. I drive headfirst into everything. Mm-hmm. Like I can put the same energy and drive into something else and yeah. probably build my own business. Mm-hmm. So like that's just that was just kind of the transition for me. It was just like I just realized like, man, like maybe I could come back and I could put in the time and 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 make something happen cuz I feel like I mean, I Dude, I've trained like I've trained with Tyron Some, mm. I've trained with Corey Anderson. Like I've trained with, I've trained with countless people in the UFC. Like, mm. and like I've I've I fucked some of them up in practice before. Right. I it's, believe like, it. Like it's just like, but if if you don't want it, you don't want totally. it. So yeah, dude. It was just it it kind of gradually happened, and it, it was kind of a hard pill to swallow at first. But I was just like, yeah, man. Like no, I I just I don't want this. Like. There's success in a lot of areas in life, and you can be successful doing almost anything. Mm-hmm. And, I just, and it just came to a point where I was like, ah, this isn't for me. And then that's whenever I kind of just went headfirst into jiu-jitsu, jiu- which is like my passion. Mm-hmm. And I never ever would have thought I'd be coaching but, like i'm teaching a ton of jujitsu, and um you know i've been working a lot with a young fighter jackson uh, jackson henson okay who yeah, is yeah. you know sammy, sammy henson's, henson's son, son yeah. yeah and dude that kid um we've been working a lot on striking he's just he just is, has such a strong mind and he just works so hard and he's mm-hmm. just he's a fucking monster so it's pretty cool to like be on the other side of things mm-hmm. and like Like I have put in the camps, like I know what it's like to win. I know what it's like to, you know, have the low lows. So it's like, it's pretty cool to kind of help him a little bit and, and, you know, walk him down that journey. But uh, yeah, man, it it was just, it was just like, whatever, whatever it was from whenever everything was, was running on all cylinders and like getting that surgery, Mm -hmm. just that time off, just something happened internally where it just, it just wasn't for me anymore.
1: I I, I I can kind of relate to that not that I'm at the point that I'm I want to give it up or I'm like but even like having this time off and like just like watching fights to where like you know people will be like oh you you do MMA or whatever like yeah oh, I just I just can't watch that it's just too brutal <laughs> and I'd be like no you you got to understand the science behind it and it's like chess and this and I can break it down and into a level to where they can understand and then like before you know it like I'm watching a fight and like somebody gets hit and I'm like, Oh yeah. Like, like oh, like cringing a little bit like like am I becoming more human or like, you know, just looking at it from a different perspective. So I definitely I definitely get that, but I'm definitely still at a point to where I Oh like, yeah, you know. Yeah, I if you can put that
0: to Yeah, I also yeah. got to the point where I started worrying about my brain too much. Yeah. Like I don't have any symptoms or anything, but like I'm I mean I feel like I'm a I'm a fairly educated guy, mm-hmm. and um, the more I learn about TBI and fucking just all just all of the trauma to the brain yeah. and just you know CTE, mm-hmm. I'm just like man, like I don't know if this is
1: worth it. I feel you, and I mean, what I do, I like you know in MMA, going to a gym, everybody sparring day is the most exciting day of the week i'm like man i'm good if i'm not training for like a fight or anything there's yeah. there's no reason for me to take those extra blows and it's it's sad because you see it with like a lot of fighters who may have been like very successful within the last like 10 years or so and then like all of a sudden it just seems like you yeah. can't take a punch anymore like it's because all of their wars were had in the gym yeah you know and like learning that was another blessing like having these injuries so with my knee and with wrestling it was my shoulders like with each injury, like, I found, like, a weak point in my body that I needed to work on. But I also, it forced me to work smarter. Yeah. And not harder, necessarily. Right. Because, like, as a wrestler, like, you always grow up with, like, this mentality that's, like, if you're sitting, you're chilling, like, somebody's outworking you. And then that's always in the back of your mind. Yeah. You can never relax. So I got to do this and I got to do that. And I think Tyron was one of the first people that would kind of tell me, like, hey, you know, like. Maybe you don't need to run this hard every day, you know, relax, focus on recovery. And then I get these injuries, and I'm like, man, I'm really just wearing myself out,
0: you know? Dude, yeah. I've, I, had, I've had conversations with younger fighters. It's like they just want to push, push, push. Mm-hmm. And it's like, look, man, you come back too early from an injury or mm-hmm. you push too hard, and instead of taking, you know, a... You know, two or three days or a week off now you're taking six months off mm-hmm. it's like what would you rather be doing yeah. at the end of the day man what people don't realize whether it's just like general fitness mm-hmm. or you're really pursuing an athletic you know pursuit um, it's like you have to take those rest days because rest is literally the most important thing. Yeah. Like, that's where the gains are actually made. You don't make the gains when you're lifting. You don't make the – you don't learn, like, during the day. You're actually – when you go to sleep, that's when your body starts encoding things and you start yeah. learning Processing things. and that's all the that information. Yeah. That's yeah. when you get stronger. Yeah. That's, when all the, that's when all the magic happens mm. is during recovery. Mm. Like, people, so I value
1: my nap time, man. I yeah. take a nap every day. You're a napper? <laughs> yeah, I'm a yeah. big napper. I survive off naps, man, but – I mean, I just, for me, I think it came from just being in that, like, training camp mentality. If you're training two, three times a day, like, naps are valuable, man, for recovery. So, you know, I... I've dated people that have like normal like nine to five jobs, and you know I like, reach out and oh it's it's one o'clock. Oh, I just woke up from a nap, and they like they think I'm not doing anything. Like yeah. all day. I'm like no, first of all, like I worked out with <laughs> Stu at seven in the morning, worked out with him for an hour and a half, relaxed, went and trained with somebody, did some MMA. Like so, come like eleven o'clock, I'm beat to shit. Like I I need to sleep so I can get up and run tonight. <laughs> you know like dude, like
0: dude that's been a mental yeah. shift i've had to yeah. cuz dude i'm like i said i'm teaching this 6am jujitsu class yeah. and like Sometimes I'm doing privates afterwards, or like I'm training twice a day right now, yeah. and it's just like sometimes three times, like it'll be three times a day, and it's just like I'll be taking a nap. I had to like mentally accept that it's okay, okay to take, to a, take nap a nap in, nap, in the yeah. middle of the day because
1: you're doing a lot, man. You're doing a Dude, lot, By Everybody the time needs to.
0: by the time ten or eleven o'clock rolls around, I've already been up and done more than most motherfuckers. Most exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For all you people that
1: be hating on napping, this is why we nap man and it's okay it's necessary you know, it's bro. definitely necessary so i live by the naps so i'll die by the naps so i, I can, can dig it, it. <laughs> <laughs> Have
0: you, you've always been a napper uh yeah for the most part yeah okay
1: yeah, yeah. but i've always been a grinder too so it's yeah fine, you know it's dude fine.
0: as long as you're putting in the work man yeah. um I saw something like like Andy Frisell always likes to say, like it doesn't matter when you wake up, it just matters what you do while you're exactly. awake. Exactly. Like yeah. for real. Like what are you doing within these twenty four hours, man? Like I have, I don't have a lot of empathy for people. Like that's one of the reasons why I started this podcast so mm-hmm. I can like connect with people yeah. and like gain empathy because you know, like as a fighter, man, it's a very it's a very individual pursuit, and yeah. a lot of times you're by yourself, and yeah. it's it's hard to relate to people, man. And for me, especially like having a son so young and working full time and putting all these hours, and I don't fucking feel sorry for anybody. Yeah. So it's like yeah, that can be that can definitely be it can backfire on you. For me,
1: I had to learn that lesson through like relationships. Oh, okay. You know, because like. I tend to, or I I would tend to kind of hold everybody to, like, this standard of, like, me being able to deal with, like, hardship and trauma and, like, you grow up, like, in survival mode constantly. Yeah. And then understanding that, like, oh, like, like, everyone doesn't think like that. (laughs) And so, like, you get in a relationship and, like, you care for someone and you love someone and, like, they're dealing with this stuff and, like, I'm like, okay, like, I understand that you're sad, but, like, I would immediately go to, this is what we need to do to fix it.
0: Yeah. Right away. Always fix it. Yeah. Like,
1: this is what we need. To, oh, this is what's happening. Okay, well, you need to do this, 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 and this. And, like, totally forget about, like, processing the emotion and, like, feeling and, like. Yeah. And, like, now I'm learning, like, how important that is. Yeah. And, like, I'm at this weird place to where I've I've had a, I've been doing a lot of, like, deprogramming mm. the last couple of months Because I've had to, and I think a lot of it has to do with, like, the COVID and, like, we were saying earlier, having to sit and, like, realizing generational traumas and, like, childhood traumas that I had and, like, wasn't really aware of, like, how much they affected me on, like, a day-to-day basis and, Mm -hmm. and, like, stuff like that and, like, just constantly being in, like, this this unconscious state of survival and like how much it impacts me on a day to day basis and like dealing with someone or like dating someone who maybe is a little more emotionally intelligent but like maybe can't probably process or control their emotions as much yeah. so it's like the balance between that and like sitting back and because hindsight's twenty twenty. oh yeah you know and like as i've sit back i'm just like man like Like, maybe this person is right. Or as I'm going through stuff and I'm like, like, shit, this is affecting me on a day-to-day basis. I didn't even know. Like, now as I go through more things, I'm like, okay, I'm going to sit. I'm going to allow myself to feel this. Like, like, this hurt me. Like, I'm going to sit with it. I'm not going to sit too long, right? But I'm going to process it. I'm going to feel it. I'm going to step outside of my box. And the more I do that, the more situations arise to where I'm like, like damn, it's kind of I'm being forced outside of this like box that I've kind of put myself in yeah. to kind of survive and get through life, and like I'm starting to to grow a deep appreciation for it.
0: Yeah.
2: Like,
1: like I've like I've had my heart broken for the first time. <laughs> and I'm like I'm like dang, like this this hurts. But then I realize like you know what like it's easy to be like a victim, and like I have to be accounta- accountable accountable. For the energy that I'm putting out that's attracting this negative energy as well, too. Yeah. So then I got to deal with that shit inside me. You know what I'm saying? So it doesn't happen again. So, like, in that vulnerability, like, there's been, like, a lot of progress. And, like, I I think I'm becoming stronger in a way as well, too. So. It's definitely weird, man. Twenty six. I'm in this this age of everything and nothing at the same damn time. Yeah, like, you, know, you got all this potential, but then I ain't really got nothing to show for it. But I'm working and grinding. Like
0: it's such a like an age of like contrast. It really is, man. You just yeah. gotta have like that that pers that you know that patience, but you have to like constantly being like aggressively like pursuing whatever that goal is mm-hmm. you know what i mean but you know, at the end of the day man like you're gonna be better for it yeah you know what mm-hmm. i mean like you'll come out stronger i'm learning that i'm learning that
1: it feels good like i think like think back of, in my past like
0: man i probably
1: i probably could have cried here and i would have been okay being like, tough <laughs> what did that get me in the end just sweeping stuff under the rug yeah and, Dude,
0: you like, get softer as you yeah. get older
1: <laughs> and then the thing is is like for me most importantly is like as i'm Learning to connect with, like, family more, like, and I I have my nieces and my nephews and, like, I'm passing that on to them, you know, and, like, I think one of the the best situation that happened to me recently that I can kind of sum that up in is, like, teaching my six-year-old nephew how to, like, tie his shoe. So I can immediately go to back, go back to, like, my first instance with it, which wasn't positive at all you know coming to realize that like you know i'm, I'm i grew up in a and vi- in an environment to where like most people would probably consider this abuse and like the way that i learned is you know, maybe not the best way and just sitting there with my nephew for like an hour and 15 minutes <laughs> <laughs> like, like hey this is how we're gonna do this and we're going through it we're going through it and he gets quiet and i see tears coming down his eyes and like Being able to tell him, be like, hey, like, it's okay to be sad, but, like, it's not okay to quit. Yeah, Like, we're going to keep doing this until you get it right. Yes. And then he gets it right, and then, like, he's just so happy and ecstatic. Yeah. To where it's like, me, when I learned, like, it was like, I'm going to show you this one time, and i pretty much got beat until
2: i got it right oh yeah, yeah. like
1: literally, you know like it like it was bad like right as a kid i normalized that right that right. like, went into my survival mode and like i'm gonna be tough and can figure this shit shit out and yeah like i literally got beat until i got it right and being able to like teach my nephew how to tie his shoe like hey it's okay to cry yeah it's not okay to quit why why are you crying i'm frustrated that's fine but we gotta keep going, right. and being able to pass that on to him and do that was like I think probably one of the most rewarding yeah. probably times in my life. To it be feels honest. good to see them like
0: yeah. when it clicks for them and they realize like man like this was really hard, but if I just keep pushing, keep right. pushing, keep I pushing. can get there. Yeah. And then they fucking light up. Yep, that's yep. super cool so, to see. So yeah,
1: man, a lot of lot of deprogramming in this period of my life a lot of life lessons a lot of progress working on my knee trying to get my career back on track yeah like haven't even started and I've had like this major injury but I still feel good about the direction I he- I'm heading and yeah just being more vulnerable and just taking a- off of these scratched up pieces of my armor and like fixing everything and putting it back on so I can be ready for yeah. the opportunity Damn. that's that's 2020 for
0: me Right on, man. Well, dude, you're doing the right things, you know what I mean? And, like, you know, you're right in your own journey. So I'm I'm super excited to see where, where it goes next, man. No, I
1: appreciate it. I, I definitely, you know, hope, like, next time I'm fighting, man, in Shamrock, I can see you backstage or something. We can catch up. Yeah, and- man you we got a bond now for life so, for sure dude yeah.
0: well man dude, i appreciate you taking the time doing this man it's been what, about an hour 20 dude so thank okay. th-
1: fine. not I, bad i talked to you here off no dude, this, <laughs>
0: this has been great I'm, i just want to be respectful yeah. of your time dude so um dude is there anything that you know you wanted to, to leave the listeners with anywhere you want to direct them social so they can check you out if they want to follow um, your journey or anything
1: you guys can always follow my instagram which is at fighting david um i'm having a love-hate relationship with social media <laughs> right now just it. with everything, it. but. You can always follow me there to kinda kinda see what I got going on. I try to post on there like regularly. So um, definitely follow me on IG, that's at Fighting David. And uh, hopefully February, March 2021, you'll be seeing some promotional posts about a fight coming up. I'm excited, so. man. I'll be watching. Yeah. And I'll put all that in the notes so I'll make it easy for them, okay. too. all right, so. man. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me, man. Oh, man, man anytime, sure. brother. This has definitely been been an experience. It's been Ho- great. Hopefully it was a good one. Yeah, it was a great one, man.
0: Great. Oh, cool. Great. All right. Well, David, dude, again, I appreciate you, my man. And, uh, you know, everybody, until next time. All right, man. Hey, guys, thank you so much for listening to that episode. Again, if you are getting value, just do me a solid, tell a friend, leave a five-star rating review, subscribe, all of the above. It all helps. And then big shout-out to the show sponsor, longtime show sponsor, Jombo Superfoods. You can go to jombocbd.com today and check out their full line of products. They have drops, and they have sprays, and they have balms. Um, I absolutely love their Muscle bomb. It is hands down my favorite product that they produce outside of their THC products, which you can only get in California. Uh, but it, it's, it's been game-changing for my recovery, and um, I can't recommend it enough. So go check them out. You can save 20% when you use the code outside. That's right, 20%. They are doing that for all of our listeners here, all of you guys. You can save 20% just by using the code OUTSIDE when you check out. And then, man, they're typically always doing buy two, get one free. So throw two in your cart, you'll get a third one for free, and then you'll save 20% off the whole thing. It's just a win-win-win. And if you're like me, you know, this is how we do it in the Midwest. We love talking about the deals that we get. We're all about it. So save it, save the deal, save the money, um, get an awesome product, and uh, it's just it's just good for everybody. So again, JomboCBD.com. Save twenty percent by using the code outside, and you will be happy that you did. That's all I have for you guys today. Um, we have more great conversations on the way. I can't wait to release them for you guys. Um, just in the meantime, just keep being amazing humans. Keep living a rad ass life. I'll see you next time.
2: Bye. Mwah.